0: Disclaimer, the following anime is currently unavailable for release here in the U.S., so you're going to have to watch this one by other means. Should this become available, it is your job as an anime fan to buy the physical release or stream it legally and support the U.S. anime industry. And with that, on with the show. This is the Otaku Nate Show, Episode 8, Bartender. Anime on the Rocks. What is up, anime fans? Otaku Nate here with another installment of the Otaku Nate Show, the anime podcast where we talk about anime. That we want to talk about. Joining me this week is Jack Finney. Hey, guys. Great to be here again. And new for this week is somebody who I actually have previous podcasting experience with. Introduce yourself, please.
1: Hi, my name is Sarah. And yes, as Nate said, we... Previously worked on a very short-lived podcast called the AniQuest Podcast. I don't remember where you can go check out the old episodes, but go and check that out. We don't have that many.
0: <laughs> They're on uh, YouTube somewhere. I'll, I'll probably link the channel in the description.
1: Uh, yeah, I think we did upload them to YouTube. There was another website too, but I can't remember. But yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's good to be uh, recording together again.
0: Good to see you, and hopefully, we can have an AniQuest reunion show in the future.
1: That would be great.
0: And as for you, Jack, you've got some big news. Uh, yes,
2: indeed, I do. Well, uh, all throughout this year, I've been applying to various eikawas over in Japan, and I've actually just been offered a position with Peppy Kids Club. So around October, or possibly sometime later, depending on the whole lockdown situation, as well as training dates,
0: I will be moving to Japan. Congratulations, Jack. And we shall drink to that tonight with what we are reviewing, as we are going to be talking about bartenders. A show released in 2006 by Palm Studios. This is one of only six anime by Palm Studios. They did this. They did the 2004 Tetsujin 28 series and the movie that accompanied it. Uh, They did the first series of Genshiken, the movie A Tree of Palm, and something called Master of Epic The Animation Age, an anime based on an MMO from what I understand. It was actually founded by a guy named Takashi Nakamura, a very established animator and director. Actually directed A Tree of Palm, but that's neither here nor there. The show is based on a long-running manga by a guy named Joe Araki, and it ran for 21 volumes, plus it is popular enough that it spawned several sequels. Bartender Apelli, Bartender Atokyo, and Bartender 6STP, which, I don't know how you say that, six steps, six... And it spawned a live-action series, too. The show was directed by Masaki Watanabe, who storyboarded a few things. He's probably most famous in Japan as the director of the Battle Spirits anime. And he also directed something called Bakamatsu and Kado, The Right Answer. What's more interesting is the guy who wrote the show, Yasuhiro Imagawa. This guy has directed and written many, many great things. Among his resume as a director are Getter Robo Armageddon, at least the first three episodes, Shin Mazinger Z, Mobile Fighter G Gundam, and my personal favorite, Giant Robo The Animation. But this isn't his only writing credit either. He also wrote Fist of the Blue Sky and the 1997 series of Berserk. So with all the technical stuff out of the way, Jack, what is this show about? Okay, so the premise
2: is actually about a bartender who works in this uh, little hidden-away bar that's almost like a hole-of-the-wall place. It's very, very classy, and he serves to each customer a glass of the gods. So, an absolutely fantastic cocktail as we find out some more information about each of their lives. So, it's kind of like a slice-of-life show, but at the same time, it's very cerebral, very psychological, very, very appealing. Very much an intellectual type of show, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, the bartender in this case is a guy by the name of Ryu Sasakura, a bartending prodigy at a bar called the Eden Hall, or I believe it's just the bar at Eden Hall, I don't know, I don't have the information in front of me. It's a bar name that's based off of an old English folktale. So with the premise out of the way, Sarah, where did you first hear about Bartender, and what were your initial impressions of it?
1: So I had never heard of Bartender before, so I guess the first I heard of it was from you when you messaged me about a month ago to to be on this podcast, uh, and so my first impression of it was, oh, this is kind of an interesting concept. I've never really seen something like this before, where, like, one thing that really struck me about it as a first impression is that it's very uh episodic and at the same time like you think it's it's a show about drinking you think like oh maybe that wouldn't be that that interesting but that's totally wrong because each character is developed through their drinks in a way which is (laughs) something that's very interestingly and artistically done which i'm sure we will talk about uh later on and yeah that's that's about all i really have to say
0: I know, Jack, you also heard of this show from me, but what were your initial thoughts while you were watching it?
2: Uh, to be honest, I found, it, I found it to be a very, very interesting show from an artistic standpoint. I thought the the design, the pacing, I thought it was an absolutely fascinating show to watch. In some ways, I found it to be a much more cerebral precursor, almost, to Shokugeki you no know, Soma, minus, you know, of course, all of the clothes being blown off by the power of the uh, sustenance that's shown. That's, um, Yeah, I definitely definitely thought it was a very interesting show. Like I say, brilliantly paced from an artistic standpoint. It's an absolutely fascinating watch. I describe it as a feast for the eyes and ears in some ways because it's so very well acted. The design is absolutely gorgeous. I love the presentation, especially with with the ED as well, as well as the way that it shows you all sorts of different types of cocktails and how to make them as well. I've worked I've worked as a barman for many years myself, and of course never anything quite sophisticated as what's shown in the show. But, like, speaking from the barman's perspective, I definitely appreciate the heck out of this show. Just pretty much everything about it. I can't say enough good things about this show from everything I've seen of it so far.
0: As for where I first heard of it, I was first made aware of it through Anime News Network, in particular their fall preview guide. And the reviewer who had to review the show, Carl Kimlinger, was not kind. As a matter of fact, he absolutely eviscerated this series in his write-up of it. Quote, This has to be one of the most abysmally boring shows in years. Luckily, the scrumptious portrayal of various cocktails and the recipes at the end of the episode provide the viewer with one method of improving their viewing experience, getting knocked down, soggy drunk. Indeed, it's probably the only way to enjoy a show as devoid of interest as this one, and, quote, The whole business is so monumentally uninspired that no stylistic elaboration on Earth can save it from boring its audience to tears. That said, the animation is very good, as much animation as there is in the show whose action highlight is making ice cubes, and the woman who does some of the narration is cute as a button. That's a small consolation for those who waste their time on this tripe. End quote. Say what you really think. (laughs) But then I heard some rumblings online that the show was actually pretty good, and specifically I heard it reviewed on the Anime World Order podcast, one of the major inspirations that inspired me to be an anime reviewer. And it went on my list of things I wanted to watch but never really came of it. Then, when we were doing the Antiquest podcast, which is what I wanted to have you on for, Sarah, I got it as a secret Santa to watch from uh, our old co-host, Adam Stone. And I took the opportunity to watch it, and, well, needless to say, I enjoyed it. But let's start talking about it. And first off, I just want to say, I do agree with Jack, the show looks good, but there's one thing that bothers me, and that is you? Our main hero kinda looks a little off-model at points. Like, he looks good in the close-up shots, but he looks rather awkward in the faraway shots.
1: To me, it's the hair. It just looks like it doesn't really, like, match
0: his body. (laughs) He he very much has a mop top. He kinda looks like the main character from Yakitate Japan, except he's all grown up now. But I will say, I do like the rest of the show. As Jack mentioned, it's a very calm very relaxed looking show and the most important thing the show does all the alcohol in this show looks absolutely delicious
2: Oh absolutely I could feel myself getting thirsty the more I watch this show as well did you drink while watching it? I did not I am actually in the middle of a dry month right now I'm doing my best to not drink but this I will admit this has this has <laughs> tested my resolve a little bit.
0: See, I don't really drink much outside of just having a white claw or two during the week and some beer on the weekend when I can cheat because I'm trying to watch my carbs.
1: I generally just very rarely drink just like that. Just not like as a choice. It's just generally just my personality. I just, I don't know. (laughs) Like, I'll have the odd beer with my family, but apart from that, not really much.
2: I don't really drink much due to trying to save money more than anything else as well as trying to watch my weight as well as things like that but this has definitely had me tempted to try making a few cocktails here and there if I actually had access to, say, a cocktail shaker, for example.
0: The anime, it's a case where the animation is limited, but they work with what they have. It doesn't feel cheap at any point because the show is not trying to be crazy or over the top. It's a very relaxed and very reserved show. Would you guys say this is an ASMR sort of anime? I
1: mean, yes and no. In the sense that, like, it's very quiet, and it also at the same time kind of relies on sounds in a certain way, like the sounds like the ice cubes and and like the the thing, the drinks shaking. But I'd say that this is not really intensely SMR, uh, ASMR because, first of all, I generally really don't like ASMR; it actually makes me extremely uncomfortable. I, did not get that, I, I didn't get that feeling with the show, so that's that's a huge plus to me. <laughs>
2: I don't think I would describe it as an ASMR anime per se, but I can definitely see where that comparison would roll in. I personally, I don't watch or listen to much ASMR-related stuff, so I don't know that I would be the best to compare it to or anything like that. But I definitely find it to be a very relaxing show that you can just switch off and really appreciate while watching it. Just being able to hone in on the uh, small details while still immersing yourself in each of these colourful characters' stories.
0: It's a very low-key show. Like, it doesn't demand your attention. It's very passive in its presentation.
2: Definitely. It's one that you can just slip into, like uh, like slipping into a warm bath, almost.
0: Or, you know, slipping into a very quiet bar.
2: Yeah, well, exactly.
0: Because I don't know if you guys understand how bars sort of work in Japan, but part of the reason why you have bars that purely serve alcohol is that the workday in Japan is so hectic that oftentimes salarymen will just go straight to the bar after work and just drink away all their troubles. At least that's what I've been led to believe.
2: Yeah, that's what I've been hearing a fair bit uh, from some people who I know who are over in Japan or some people who have been to Japan themselves. So I definitely understand the whole situation there.
0: I do know that bars in Japan are very high class, and I know this because I've played the Yakuza games
2: ah yes i've actually just started playing yakuza 0 myself i'm on the second chapter and i am absolutely loving it especially exploring 80s japan and everything
0: i want to go to this bar if it was a place if it was a place i'd go but i'd have to eat something first because i don't think this bar serves food
1: i think they, they mentioned like cooking meals at one point but we never actually saw it
0: i don't know yeah Either way, with what little animation the show has, it sounds like I'm describing the show as having limited or little to no animation as a bad thing. It's not. It's not a case where it doesn't have a budget. It's just, it's not meant to be flashy. It's not meant to wow you. It's simply meant to serve as a function. Each part of the show is a series of parts moving together in a beautiful harmony. And the next aspect we have to focus on is the music. And I feel this is also where some of that ASMR comes in. Because the the soundtrack in this is very low key. Oh, definitely. It's very heavy on the piano and I believe some string instruments with very minimal percussion.
1: It's just very appropriate to that kind of setting. It's like atmospheric and it's just it's the kind of music that you would think would be playing there. Like if
0: you were actually in there and there was a pianist there or like a radio playing. The OST was actually done by the band that did the opening and ending, I should point out. Natural High is their name, and As Jack alluded to earlier, the show's ending, it's one of my favorites from a visual standpoint when it comes to anime, because it's done in live action. And each ending shows a bartender making the featured drink in the episode that you just finished. And I feel that that is a very nice touch. I always like it whenever anime manages to include live action footage of something in a clever way, and this is one of those examples any comments on the uh on the soundtrack or opening and ending
2: uh i don't really have much to say on it really just because of how well it all how well it all blends in with the background and everything it just has a great way of making you really relax and as i alluded to before just relax and switch off and just really lose yourself on the show really as as you as you as you said it's like slipping into a quiet bar and everything
0: The music is meant to complement the atmosphere of the show. It's very calming. Like, you mentioned slipping into a warm bath. It's music you play when you take a nice warm bath. Yeah, exactly. As far as voice acting goes, and this is the part where I bore everybody with my knowledge of Seiyu that I have written down here, Ryu is voiced by Takahiro Mizushima. He was Hubert in Tales of Graces, and also he's Gawain in the Fate series. Uh, Miwa, the girl that interacts with Ryu in the first two episodes, is voiced by Ayumi Fujimura. She was Mineva Zabi in the new UC Gundam anime, in particular Unicorn and Narrative. Uh, Pipirika in Maji, the Labyrinth of Magic. And for all of you Index fans, she is Seiri Fukiyose. The two other bartenders, and we'll get to them in a moment, are voiced by guys who have been in anime for quite some time. Minoru Hagashiyama, the guy who looks like Robert Mitchum, is voiced by Masaki Yajima, who was Shun Sakuban, a.k.a. Mr. Mustachio, a.k.a. Mr. Pompous in the original 1963 Astro Boy, and was also the narrator in Space Dandy. Ryuichi Kuzuhara, the guy who looks like Vern Ganya but with hair, is voiced (laughs) by... kayume iemasa who was chief chujo in giant robo a lot of giant robo uh, alumni in this voice cast he is cobra in one piece and father in full metal alchemist brotherhood and most significantly is the narrator in this show because this show has a narrator and it's a damn good one very calming and relaxing he's voiced by leo morimoto his only real significant role in anime was that he was La Dot in the Gainax classic, The Wings of Oneyamis. Outside of anime, he's done a lot of work in live-action television and tokusatsu series. But most significantly to me, he was the first narrator for the Japanese dub of Thomas and Friends. <laughs> I have listened to Thomas and Friends in Japanese, and it's glorious. I'll play a sample right now. Oh, Thomas what... 車が Uh, two other notable names that stand out in the cast we had Sayaka Ohara, who was the date in the fourth episode. She was Urza in Fairy Tale, Million Code Gias, and Yuko in Holik. And last but not least, one of my personal favorite Seiyu, and that is Banjo Ginga. He was the mustachioed man in episode 9, whose name escapes me. You've probably heard Banjo Ginga in something, and in that something, he was probably the bad guy, because Banjo Ginga's pretty much made a career out of being the bad guy in anime. He was Girin Zabi in Mobile Suit Gundam, Souther in Fist of the North Star, and for you, Jack, you may know him best as the narrator, and also Senzaimon Nakiri in Shokugeki no Soma. Aha,
2: uh-huh, yes. Absolutely brilliant.
0: But that sort of does it for the technicalities of the show. I guess we should start talking about the characters, rather what few there are. And I guess we should start off with Ryu Sasakura. What impressions do you ha- did you have of him? In a way, he
2: actually reminded me a little bit of Reginald Jeeves from the Jeeves and Worcester series of books just in how completely unflappable he is, how brilliantly sophisticated and how he's able to solve practically any problem that's put in front of him. But then over time, when you see what he was like before he finished his training and everything, and you just see how he's grown into such an absolutely brilliant calculating individual, it was actually a really fascinating journey when you got down to the nuts and bolts of it, really.
1: I don't really have much to say uh, in regards to him because, I mean, he's kind of just there. I think that the show isn't necessarily about characterizing him. I don't think that the show is really all that worried about or entirely interested in creating these like extremely well-developed and dynamic dynamic characters rather than they are. It is concerned with uh, having like these individual instances in each episode. And in a way he's, he's kind of interesting because he plays a role in developing those minor instances into full uh, 20-minute stories. And its I think I just kind of mentioned this earlier that it's just interesting in how these drinks also play a role in developing the story. And you can really see how knowledgeable he is on the subject of uh, these alcohol drinks and he's extremely observant which is something that you yourself have to be observant to really notice because he is observing all these customers as they come in and kind of judging what their situation is and then he makes the decision oh this is the perfect drink to serve them to get them talking and to get them to resolve whatever it is they're going through and I think that he isn't necessarily a very defined character as much as he is a, a thoroughfare for doing that. And, but I think in that sense, he is still a very good character to have in this show. And the show does very well with having an underdeveloped character, which is never something that I ever thought I would actually kind of enjoy. But in a way, I did. And that's the best way that I can describe him.
0: What do you mean by underdeveloped?
1: I mean, like, the show isn't entirely focused on having him have this extremely complicated backstory. I mean, we know a little bit about him, I think, in the last couple episodes, but we couldn't, like, say what his relationship with his his father is or something like that. He's interesting because he doesn't have to have this very detailed backstory is what I'm kind of trying to get at, if that makes sense.
0: I understand that, and I do feel Ryu, let's be honest, Ryu doesn't have any real character flaws per se. He's sort of like the opposite of Saitama from One Punch Man, whereas at the start of the show, Saitama is pretty much this perfect hero from a physical standpoint. He can defeat anybody with just one punch but he doesn't garner any satisfaction out of it. He's directionless. He's a hero that nobody knows. Whereas with Ryu, and I know this is kind of a bad analogy, Ryu, he's pretty much this perfect sort of barman, but it's not so much where he develops as a character, but rather the characters are developed through him. From a personality standpoint, and this is my inner Catholic speaking, he reminds me a lot of a priest in confessional. Where these customers come up to him, telling them what's on their mind, or their transgressions, only in this case, instead of prayer, he just serves them alcohol. And I do feel that the show sort of delves into the sort of mindset that a bartender must have when faced with these sorts of customers, like, my favorite episode is the one with the con man, where... Ryu immediately figures out that the man's a fraud, just by his body language, his rhetoric, and his constant contradictions. And so the con man, in order to prove a point to Ryu, decides to play a little game where, if Ryu loses, he has to pick up the tab. Do you agree with me on that?
2: I definitely found that to be a very interesting episode, from a character development standpoint, yes.
0: Because the appeal to me of Bartender isn't just the main character, Ryu. To me, he's just kind of there, as Sarah says. What's appealing is the various other characters that come in to visit Eden Hall to have a drink and the problems that they face. Like the main female character in the show, uh, Miwa. Miwa, for example. She has her own emotional baggage uh, as shown in the second episode where we sort of get a look into her past. I feel pretty comfortable with what's being said there.
1: Yeah, I don't really have anything to add to that. The only thing is, I thought it was personally kind of funny and you can totally take this out if you think it's uh not to the tone of this show but like i thought it was just kind of funny that like in her story like the whole uh issue of like her father and grandfather not rekindling their relationship is because they didn't have a a drink together is like well was your relationship really that strong if if that's uh that completely cut off all ties i'd
0: have to agree that uh another one of my favorite episodes is of course the uh or the poor salary man who's struggling with his job being pressured by his shithead boss who looks like Mr. Bean. <laughs> no, seriously, uh, he looks like Mr. Bean. <laughs> oh, man. His boss just makes fun of him because he likes frozen drinks, but Ryu, in that episode, basically consoles him by saying, you know, hey, it's okay to drink frozen cocktails because frozen daiquiris were a favorite, of Ernest Hemingway. And I like how they're able to take something that seems completely unrelated to the subject matter at hand and then just weave it into the narrative.
2: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: The other thing I like that they do, and we meet these two guys very early on, I already mentioned them, we get to meet Ryu's sort of mentors, Ryuichi Kuzuhara and Minoru Hagashiyama, And we see them as sort of the guys who helped teach Ryu who he is. And as seen in this episode, we do see that Ryu in his past has made mistakes. And those two are sort of there to guide him. Also, do we want to talk about how this show makes alcohol trivia interesting?
2: Yeah, I find it really interesting how they they use it for world building purposes as well. Like there's a lot of really interesting background information about each of the drinks that gets made. And it was actually really fascinating to be able to watch that and be able to learn a little bit from it. So, this, so I'd, say, I'd say that in a way, this show is actually a pretty great educational tool, especially if you want to learn more about cocktails.
0: I would agree with you too. And I like that we're able to see just how the cocktail of the week relates to the customer with its history. Like in the episode with the two filmmakers, where we learn the history of each whiskey that they order. I think what makes Bartender ultimately so appealing is its simplicity. As I said online, Bartender isn't a show meant for people who are looking for shows like Attack on Titan or Tokyo Ghoul. There's no real action, it's not laugh-out-loud funny, and it's not all that melodramatic. It's very slow. To repeat myself, it's not a show that demands your attention. It's a show that just asks you to come on in, sit down, and relax yourself. The best way I can say for the enjoyment of the show... Don't just chug the whole thing down at once. Sip it slowly and enjoy its flavor. Some of you might think it's boring at first sip, but the slower you take it, the more you the more you come to enjoy it. It's all the little subtleties that really make it special.
1: And I can also say, like, I don't agree with the sentiment that the show is boring. I mean, I generally, I thought it was just okay, but to call it boring, I feel like is pretty inaccurate. Like... I watched through all of it. It took time to watch it. I literally finished it 15 minutes before we were supposed to record last week. <laughs> I, I couldn't make it through Noir because I found that extremely tedious to sit through. It was it was very boring to me. This is not boring
0: to me. No, without question, because there's some anime out there like Lost Universe which I reviewed last episode, I found to be boring simply because it just wasn't very interesting. But Bartender, I feel it avoids being called the B-word simply because of just how engaging its subject matter is. Because you'd think the story of a guy who's a bartender that makes drinks for his troubled customers would be very mundane, but it's able to take its mundanity and use it to its advantage. It, you sort of get into the psychological relationship between a barman and his customers. And one thing I also like, and we didn't mention this during the animation segment, I like how the customers in previous episodes become a part of the narration. There's little cutaways and inserts where the characters are basically taking the role of the narrator. And I like it when you have a character who is the narrator, not just not just a faceless guy doing voiceover. I like. Yeah, so.
1: there were also times that like when let's say they were telling a story and it would flip back from like the characters in the story uh, or like the background of that drink that talked about that episode but then it would also go through the uh, previous characters slash narrator character going through that story and I found that very confusing at times because I didn't know what story i was watching or if they were related or if they were the same story but i do like the fact that that they had these characters that their stories were already done but they were still kind of hanging around because that that creates kind of a nice sense of like a almost like a fluid story even though it's not necessarily uh, a linear narrative that you have to follow and it also kind of creates this nice idea of like improved their lives so much that they felt like they had to stick around which I think really uh, complements what they were saying about bartender character. Yeah, I don't know how to finish that thought, but yeah, that's basically what i what I think.
2: Yeah, if I had to if I had to if I had to add on to that. Like I said earlier, I really enjoyed the way that the show handles its world building. And that ties into this point here. I like that there's there's no wasted motion with these characters. And the way that all of their stories really actually tie into the background and everything. It really makes it feel like you're watching a living, breathing world for as short as this show is. And as at first glance, as little excitement as is going on. But it really feels like it's an actual living, breathing world that you're seeing unfold before you.
0: I would agree with you, Jack. I feel as much as we like the fascinating anime worlds that can only exist within the realm, I do love the anime where even if the location is fictional, it feels like it's an actual place that you could visit. And to repeat myself, I would love to go to Eden Hall. It has this relaxing, welcoming tone to it.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. This is definitely a bar I would love to stumble across and just enjoy a night in.
1: Yeah, for me too. Especially since it's, like, almost empty in in every episode. I wouldn't have to actually go in and talk to people as a a shy person.
0: Which makes me wonder just how much money Ryu makes as a bartender. Or how much this bar makes. Because every episode, it just feels like it's completely empty. You you say
1: how much it makes. I'm wondering how much it loses.
0: (laughs) I'm pretty sure that it's a case where they just... Maybe, considering that this show has a more realistic bent, maybe they just had to empty out the bar to film those specific customers. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it, was, it was a reality show the whole time. We didn't know.
0: <laughs> hmm. Ryu Sasakura, the newest member of the Truman Show. <laughs> <laughs> As for where you can watch this show, unfortunately, it has never gotten a release here in the United States. I am going to put a disclaimer at the beginning to say, hey, you can only watch this by other means. But no sooner had I announced that I was going to review this show when Anime Unlimited, a.k.a. all the anime, has announced that Bartender is going to be getting a release in the UK. Oh, yes. And it's going to come in this really nice box set that comes with recipes for the cocktails featured in the show. Oh, Oh, wow. So you can make the cocktails yourselves at home instead of having to rely on the anime's ending sequence. And if it's getting a release in the UK, I hope that means it gets a release stateside, especially since Anime Unlimited seems to be partnering with Shout Factory, and Shout Factory is going to be releasing Be the Beginning in the United States. So we'll see what happens on that front. I think it's going to be very interesting with this little partnership. Do we have any last thoughts on Bartender or anything we can elaborate on?
2: Mm, I don't really have anything else to add to this, to be honest.
0: I think the only thing
1: I really have to say is just something that I was trying to figure out where to work this in. I thought the show was just okay, but I think that was a lot to, that had a lot to do with circumstance because I was experiencing extreme, like, total whiplash from everything else I had watched up to that point because, like, the last thing, the three things I had watched before this was Saint Seiya, Ooh. yeah uh code geass which i had never seen before and i was re-watching yu yu Hakusho. show so i went hmm. from those three like very action-packed shows
0: to this i believe the last thing i watched before this that wasn't lost universe was season three part two of attack on titan but i feel like i can manage tonal whiplash a little better I feel it's a case where if you watch one type of show for so long and then you watch something completely different, you will get tonal whiplash. But I guess it helps that I had seen Bartender before, so I think that's why I enjoyed it a little more than you did.
1: Yeah, I, again, I, if I had maybe not been like spending uh, a lot more time watching anime and catching up on things that I hadn't seen yet or rewatching some of my favorite stuff, then maybe I would have taken a little bit more time to enjoy this. I still think it was pretty good, just not mind-blowing.
0: I will agree that it won't blow you away, but it will definitely make you feel comfortable. It's a very low-key, sort of quiet type of show. Don't just chug it all down in one gulp. Sip it slowly and savor it.
2: Yeah, definitely
0: savor it. So I think that's going to do it for this episode. Next time on the Otaku Nate Show, we're going to get back to some action as we take a look at a medieval fantasy show that came out from right around the same time and something that I was really into when I was reading it in high school. We're going to be taking a look at the anime adaptation of Claymore, something that had been sitting on my shelf for some time, but I just never got around to watching until now.
1: Ooh, I, watched, I watched that a long time ago. That was like one of the first anime I ever watched, actually.
0: I'll tell you what I think in the next episode, but I'm enjoying it so far. But it's definitely an I like it but show. So until then, this is Otaku Nate. I'm Jack Fanny. I'm Sarah Kay. And we're signing off and saying, "Get me a drink, bartender.
2: on.